Welcome to Tech Connect. Tell your story, present your idea, champion Filipino technology ingenuity, promote a smarter, sustainable, and resilient Philippines. Find great partners, investors, and like-minded individuals who will help you and your business flourish and bring your innovations to life. Now today, TechConnect is an online tech show and podcast organized by Multisys Technologies Corporation in collaboration with Podcast Network Asia and Cubo Philippines. The objective of our good friends Multisys is to connect the tech community, promote Filipino technologies and innovators, and create an avenue for all of them to reach their goals, which include promoting their products and services to reach more clients, connect them with incubators or investors, and inspire others showcasing Filipino technology. Now, joining us today, we have our good friends of the IT and Business Process Association of the Philippines, IBPAP, their Executive Director for External Affairs, Attorney Ricky Salvador, as well as Cubo Innovation Hub and Idea Space Executive Director, Katrina Chan. So first of all, good morning to Attorney Ricky. Ricky, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you, RJ, and glad to be here. Good to be uh, spreading this uh, good news about the IT BPO industry. Um, we are the umbrella organization mm-hmm. of six six subsectors. These are the animation, the game developers, the health information management association, the global in-house centers, uh, the f- software uh, industry, and of course the biggest, the contact center association of the Philippines. So we are. Uh, the umbrella and uh, the biggest, we have about 315 members wow. uh, and growing. The, the, the universe is about 1,300 IT BPO companies currently operating in the Philippines. So we are supporting that ecosystem and we are trying to attract more companies to set up in the Philippines. So glad to be here. Thanks so much. And hopefully more, more SME companies, which is basically uh, what Prosperna is helping and also what Prosperna is. Uh, this time with uh, with our executive director, Ms. Kat Chan. Now, Kat, uh, for those who might just know how Cubo works, like we know that Cubo is really sort of like the same, uh, it, it, it's playing off the name Bahai Cubo, Cubo, no? What exactly does Cubo do for SMEs and tech startups? Hi, RJ. Again, glad to be here on Tech Connect. So basically, you know, as the name implies, like the Bahai Kubo or Kubo is really all about, you know, collaboration and building up the tech startup ecosystem in the Philippines. So, you know, it takes a village to raise a child kind of mentality, right? So, you know, we see our work as kind of spanning across three main pillars. The first is to grow the ecosystem to encourage more of our talents to kind of participate in the entire um, tech startup community through various capacity building events and other activities, engaging with the, you know, young and old people from around the country. Um, the second pillar is to develop our startup founders and the <laughs> businesses that they're already working on. So, Dennis and Prosperna is actually one of the over 500 startups that are not part of the Kubo community. And <laughs> last but not the least is, again, putting the pieces together in the ecosystem. So it's collaborating with organizations, with corporates, with government, you know, the different verticals or facets that 
play into helping a small business you know innovate and thrive and actually scale up uh, Tony Ricky was telling us earlier on that health and gaming have been improved the bright spots for the IBPAP or the business uh, the BPO industry what have been the bright spots in terms of the companies that have been growing tremendously as a result of this pandemic um e-commerce is definitely the shining star for sure and of course the sort of the iron triangle so to speak so logistics e-commerce and payments and then of course i think as we're all experiencing now you know digital media and also communication and all of these things um around that one facet of which is also health and telemedicine right um is also definitely a bright spot so again almost all sectors have experienced massive disruption and to the extent the technology enables these businesses or these other industries to continue to prosper i think that's the you know that's the key <laughs> right to finding you know a business that not just can kind of weather quote unquote the pandemic but actually thrive even post pandemic so there's some behaviors that we're seeing that are mm -hmm. definitely shifting and we expect that a lot of these things will continue to you know some of these changes right will continue to be present even after maybe the immediate shocks hopefully soon of the COVID-19 crisis. Well thanks so much Scott what the perfect way to introduce uh our our highlighted speaker and startup here on Tech Connect. No? We have our featured innovator today, Prosperna, which is the leading online store, website builder, and CRM platform, which is dedicated to helping SMEs grow their business, particularly amidst this pandemic. So Prosperna has been actually a very great uh, of great help to many SMEs that I know in, in growing their businesses and having to survive and thrive amidst this new normal. Now, Prosperna's mission is to empower 100,000 SMEs in the Philippines with easy-to-use and affordable e-commerce software. And of course, representing Prosperna, part of the Iron Triangle here in the Philippines, is the CEO and founder himself, Dennis Velasco. Welcome to Dennis. Dennis, how are you doing? Hey, RJ. Great. Thanks. And uh, appreciate uh, the Tech Connect community for having us. And it's always great to see Kat and Ricky. Hopefully, we'll all get a chance to see each other soon. And I just want to commend you and everybody for uh, really being out there to continue to uh, really encourage people and uh, share your lessons learned, especially in these times. So all is good. Well, thanks. Thanks for joining us. And for everybody else, I just want to inspire you by, by Dennis's uh, story. I would call Dennis somebody who is a reverse Balikbayan because uh, Dennis Velasco's background includes 12 years of Silicon Valley executive leadership experience. And he moved recently to the Philippines to help raise the bar of the local tech industry. While he was in Silicon Valley, he grew a $16 million division for Salesforce.com and started two divisions for and was part of the IPO with Cornerstone On Demand. Prior to leaving the San Francisco Bay Area for Manila, he was the North American Vice President of Sales for Zero Small Business Cloud Accounting Software. And he brings all that expertise over here to the Philippines. So from Silicon Valley all the way to Sinigang Valley, thanks so much <laughs> for being part of our local ecosystem and, of course, bringing our ecosystem to the rest of the world. Thanks so much, uh, Dennis. Now, uh, let's start off with Tech Connect. Uh, now, Dennis, I know that you know we've been around, we've, we've met each other, we've, I've interviewed you for for my own show called Bright Ideas on, on One News Philippines, and you've also appeared in, in various shows where you've pitched and you've, you've gotten some investor money. So I, I know that you're already con connected right now here on on to diff to the industry basically to Cubo and to IBPAP. So uh, as being part of a Tech Connect, what's really your objective? How do you plan to further help uh, Prosperina grow? 
or, or connect? Yeah, uh, good question, RJ. I think, you know, uh, it's been, uh, can you believe it? It's been, what, 18 months or so since uh, the world has really changed. And, you know, that's a long time coming, right? And I think, you know, in this particular moment, I think the theme for uh, Prosperna and the Philippine MSME community is really uh, about creating a business that is more sustainable and able to withstand any kind of situation, whether it's a, a, a good situation or not so good situation. You know, with that, I think, uh, you know, technology has been proven to help a lot of companies do that. So in this day and age, we, you know, we're just trying to help people become aware of how technology can do that, especially here in our country, right? So, yeah, it's been a, it's been fun so far. Certainly not easy, but you know the signs are really good for our country, and I think that's uh, what everybody has to look forward to. Now, that is earlier on. I, I talked about you coming from Silicon Valley to Sinigang Valley. You're sort of like the reverse American dream uh, in the sense that uh, I yeah I believe you were you born in the states or did you grow up in the states? Interesting. Yeah. So um, no, actually, I was born here in the Philippines, but my parents were living in the U.S. at that time. And just in Filipino culture way, you know, um, you know, my mom and dad's support system was here in the Philippines. So they actually came back to the Philippines, uh, you know, for the first six months that I was, <laughs> you know, here on earth. And then uh, once I was, I guess, in a stable condition, then, uh, you know, my parents went back to the U.S., um, you know, because, you know, they were basically there on their own. In fact, um, starting and running their own small businesses. Yeah. And. And, and hopefully everybody here, you know, has some belief in a bigger purpose. And I think that's really what's uh, also really important for, for everybody in the Prosper Nation community. Um, because I had this opportunity to uh, travel with my mom on her business. And that always meant coming back to the Philippines. And that's when I first fell in love with our culture. You know, clearly the things that makes the Philippines great, which is our, you know, very family oriented culture. But at the same time, you know, if you fast forward and I fell into the industry of technology, um, I was always that guy trying to encourage and push my parents to, hey, try new things. And, you know, that's where I came up with that dream to one day, you know, come back to our country and really share what I've seen firsthand on what technology can do for other SMEs. And so, uh, I'm just really lucky to have, be able to share that with everybody because um, I think it's a great opportunity and it's great timing for our country. Well, thanks for sharing with that, uh, Dennis. I think many people will be inspired by your story. Hopefully you inspire uh, more, uh, more Filipino-Americans to come back here and, and live the reverse American dream of bringing what they've learned from the U.S. in terms of technologies and in terms of processes and services here to the Philippines, just like people like uh, Paul Rivera of Caliber and, of course, Roland Ross of, of Kumu. Um, now, having said all this one, uh, we were looking at your background here right now. You you went, you were in Salesforce, you were in Zero, so you get a lot of e-commerce background, and you came to the Philippines. Uh, you you moved back to the Philippines, and of course, I'm sure that you saw that there were a lot of gaps uh, in, in the e-commerce industry over here. What particular problem was was Prosperna trying to solve when you initially developed it here in the Philippines? And be informed, of course, by your experience working in Silicon Valley. So um, what I saw was the Philippines had many things uh, that started to uh, surface 
that could potentially make up uh, of a very good future potential in uh, growing an MSME through multiple channels. What were some of those things that we saw? Well, it, it's interesting because um, I'm not sure if you guys, you know, knew the example. Um, they they started here in the Philippines in, in 2012, right? That's actually, you know, it's been around for some time. And marketplaces are a good leading indicator and driver to new behaviors and change, right? Whether we like it or not, right? Look at what Facebook has done. It's kind of changed everybody's life and without us even knowing it, right? Um, and so we also saw some things like, um, you know, we have a very young population of average age of 25, right? And then, of course, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure Kat and the others would, would everybody knows, right? The Philippines uh, is made up of 99% of MSMEs. Um, one of the gaps that we saw, RJ, is they, uh, MSMEs here in the Philippines had limited options, right? Because if you were trying to, to try to get into e-commerce, you would have to really look at solutions from abroad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the same reason why we have Jollibee versus McDonald's, right, is because people like a local flavor, right? People like a local support, right? And that trend is really because it's what the consumer wants. And you could almost take that same example and put it in technology or any other kind of service or product. And you can see, well, what is it that your customer wants? And do they deserve right, a local um, provider to address their specific needs and give them the top priority and service and support? And we are certainly a believer in... Um, you know, being successful by leading with a customer first mindset. And I, you know, even without technology, RJ, I mean, you know, you can simply beat bigger companies just by making your customers happier. Right. And um, so by moving to the Philippines, creating a solution that just is built for our country, you know, I think the customers in the MSME market, you know, are continuing to luckily vote with their wallet and say, hey, thanks, Prospera. So, uh, so, we are looking forward to continuing that. So great. It's, it's really creating that, that sort of a customized with a Filipino flavor, understanding really. I mean, it's not just so much the technology per se, but it's an understanding of the local customer journey of the MSME and putting that into the Prosperina system. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Kat and Ricky, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious what y'all's opinions are because, you know, a lot of times when people think of startup or a new business, you know, sometimes we, we start to think really too fancy, in my opinion. And RJ, as you said, you can take that approach, right? And anybody in any industry can say, hey, if I do things more specific for my customer, I have a higher chance of success. Well, I'm sorry to oversimplify it, but, you know, that's the good news. It doesn't have to be that complicated to be successful. And, and yeah. talk, talking about being part of the whole ecosystem of, of, of e-commerce here in the Philippines, uh, I know that Dave, uh, uh, Dave Almirola, our partner from Multisys, couldn't be here right now. Uh, but this is really interesting thing about what Dave has been able to do. If you don't mind me also uh, telling a bit, a bit about his own story. You know, since a lot of businesses were actually affected by this pandemic, uh, what Multisys kind of did was they looked at their crystal ball and said, how can they help e-commerce continue to flourish here in the Philippines? So as such, uh, what they released, released on Multisys was what you call a multi-store solution. 
and their multi-store solution, which they have, it comprises different platforms to solve problems also of MSMEs. They have one called uh, Delivery Box, which sort of aggregates all the delivery people, makes it easier for them. Uh, Pay Box, which aggregates all the different payment solutions. And Starbucks, which helps also aggregate uh, different small industries. So sort of like an end-to-end online shopping, e-grocery, and cloud kitchen system, which already incorporates door-to-door delivery services and e-payment features. You can pick and choose which one you want. And hopefully, um, they get to work a bit more together with uh, Prosperna and, of course, together uh, with the people in Cubo to help further develop what uh, Dennis was calling a resilient and sustainable ecosystem. Um, now, moving back, Dennis, to you, I hope you don't mind. No? Um, again, we look at e-commerce here in the Philippines. And, uh, you know, many people are saying, oh, I can solve the e-commerce problem. You know, you, know, it, it, you just do this, you just do that. Uh, I know it's kind of, it sort of oversimplifies things, but really what made your Prosperna solution uh, unique and innovative? What, what is sort of like the secret sauce that makes it stand out from other e-commerce solutions? I guess it's always very informative uh, for many people getting into the business or yeah, getting, yeah. Into, in, getting into tech startup in the first place. I mean, what problem are they really trying to solve and what makes it unique the way that you solve it? Yeah, I think you know a lot of us have probably heard that uh, saying amongst our friends and family now, Hindi ekoteki, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we're trying to solve. How do we make e-commerce easy and accessible for everyone? Because it's not just the Philippines that is going through this massive acceleration to e-commerce, right? So um, if you go out and try to do it yourself, you know, e-commerce is really uh, not going to become, you know, more affordable, mm-hmm. right? Because the demand for software developers is really going up. And that's a good news, right? If, if the Philippines upskills, right, then we become the knowledge economy. And everybody knows the knowledge economy pays more than the, you know, the hand economy, right? So that's a good thing, right? So what we're trying to do is make it simple, simple so that someone can, without having any technical or developer, developer skills, have and create their own online store immediately get access to multiple forms of payment and multiple forms of shipping um, so that they can just get started and do what they do best, which is working with their customers, developing their brand, um, and get back to business, right? Hi, I'm RJ Ledesma. Get inside the heads of the country's sharpest and most innovative business personalities and entrepreneurs. Hack your way to success as you learn more about how they think about business. What are their best practices and success secrets? How do they innovate their businesses during the pandemic? And what opportunities do they see in the new normal? Join me on the Argila Desma podcast. Tell us a bit more about how you, what I'm curious also is, but many people don't see, I mean, in the techie, right? That's what you were saying. How, how were you able to create that sort of, how did you do the customer experience journey? How did you iterate and start developing your MVP here in the Philippines? I mean, I'm sure many people want to figure out uh, how, how you went about that one. Yeah. So um, to be upfront with you, you know, this kind of software uh, has tons of features and um, you know, for, uh, anybody that goes through the Kubo program, you know, you'll probably learn uh, a lot about, you know, the lean and agile startup approach where you really have to start small, move fast, and rapidly 
you know, adopt and build and then build and launch and build and do that fast. So when we, you know, the journey for us, um, you know, started off with a few features and then literally, you know, we just hustled every week and it's amazing. And I have to give a lot of credit to our team. Um, you know, our team last year, uh, March before the, uh, the lockdown, we were, um, 12 employees and now we're, you know, nearing 45 at least. And, um, you know, it, again, it takes people to build this software. We all kind of get, uh, enamored and we see Airbnb, we see Facebook, you see Netflix, and you think this stuff just happens out of thin air. <laughs> you, you really have to start small and solve the problem of the customer right in front of you. That's number one. And then you solve it. And then guess what? Customer number two is going to need those solutions and maybe, and then some, and then you build that and then some, right? And you just keep hustling every week until all of a sudden, man, in 12, 14 months, things start to get easier because you've built solutions that um, if you run your product roadmap correctly, then that can serve the needs of many, many companies. So now the MSME community benefits because they don't have to build everything from scratch. That's right. Right? There's no reason for them to just go out and build this stuff from scratch. I mean, a shopping cart, checkout, shipping, this stuff, you know, isn't rocket science. It's just that somebody needs to do it to serve our country. And that's where I think Prosperna comes in. Yeah, you're looking more like a hustler now than ever before, uh, Dennis. <laughs> uh, having said that, you mentioned a bit about Cubo, how Cube can actually help uh, these companies by helping them, giving them the agile framework to grow their business quickly. Uh, for many of the people listening here right now, I mean, beginning tech startups or just people who are out there trying to get their ideas into place, uh, how exactly does Cubo help them, I guess, start off their companies? Yeah, and it really depends on where you are in your journey. I think one thing that we always say is that there's a place again for everyone in the community and that there, you know, you don't have to be like a college dropout in a hoodie with like you know a certain look to start a tech startup. The most important thing is that you have, you know, that you're there's a problem that you want to solve and you feel passionate about and you're willing to lose sleep over, right? Or you know, put time and passion into. And you know, I think that's the that's the first place to start. It's having that problem. It's having that desire and that passion. And you know, what we do at Kubo is we complement that or, you know, kind of put things around it, right? That building that ecosystem around it so that you can kind of transform that energy and that passion and that desire to solve a problem into actual products that you can launch. And then, you know, once you've built these products, as Dennis was mentioning, that, you know, it, it is this journey of like constantly having to test it, of having to bring it to your customers. And in that process, so the other things that we can bring in would be, of course, you know, the connections that you need, maybe funding to be able to sustain that business as it's growing and really, you know, networks and other kinds of mentorship, right, to help this company, this idea, this passion turn into, as again, as Dennis said, you know, maybe it it feels like a long time, but, you know, before you know it, like, you know, 12, 18 months, hey, you have a startup, you have a company that's actually growing and making revenues and has customers and is creating an impact. So it is a process. There are, you know, a number of programs. We probably conduct 100 or so programs of some wow. sort in a year, like from 
as small as a one-to-one kind of mentor mentoring session all the way to Philippine Startup Week, which is like 10,000 startup people networking and kind of creating some kind of um, critical density mass thing, right? So there's a and there's a whole spectrum of services in between, but um, it's it's not a it's not a one day you wake up and it's a startup. It's actually this it's a continuing process of growing, of testing, of building, and that's really where we and our community comes to play a role. And recently I just read a, a, a post by by the good people of Acquire, really where they mentioned how uh, it was through Cubo that they were able to find a lot of the connections and the investors that they needed to be able to, to come where they are right now. And they're handling a lot of the payments uh, for, for big companies like SMDC and other big uh, real estate players, players in the country. So again, thanks so much, uh, Cubo. Uh, having Absolutely. said that, look, and it's really yeah. at every stage, you know, mm -hmm. like there's there are members in the community that are just starting out in their ideas, and you have companies that are already kind of picking up and paying it forward. So it's really a fantastic community to be part of. And I'm, you know, like I'm very proud of the Filipino tech community and even things like this, like Tech Connect, right? Where everyone just gets together. Yeah, you're the head by uh by you're the head of Bayanihan Services. Thanks so much, uh, Kat. Uh, Ricky, uh, sorry, Attorney, uh, speaking of all these things, no, uh, we were talking about how, you know, how the ecosystem environment really that, that Kat provides is very crucial, I guess, in, in getting things getting things going. So my guess is that once the momentum is established, once they're pretty much a set company, uh, and then they they, they they participate in IBPAP, what will they get from participating in an IBPAP that will help them further, I guess, uh, grow the company? Right. So number one is um, we connect them with the government um, contacts that they need. Uh, so we are very heavy on that. The other members are very much willing to help each other. Um, so it's a community. We're also trying to build that community. Uh, we have a lot of engaged members, the, the, the bigger uh, companies trying to help the smaller companies and vice versa. So well, one thing that uh, we see right now is the small companies are very agile. They sort of, as to Dennis's point, no? they, they see the, the, um, the customer journey more clearly and they're able to adapt quickly. So the agility and the innovation sets in. So I think that's something that the bigger companies can learn from the smaller companies. And so there's a good uh, exchange. No? So that's what we're trying to do within IBPAP. We're trying to connect them and we're trying to open up uh, other companies to, to look at other sectors as well. So you have the contact centers looking at the health uh, information sector or even looking at what the, the global in-house centers are, are doing or um, what, what services they, they lack or uh, that, take that opportunity to pitch in. So these are some, some, some things that we are trying to cultivate within IBPAP. Fantastic. If, I, if you don't mind, I'll just tell a little story myself. No, we're, like we're get together with Multisys where it's a big company working with an MSME. And 10 years ago, Multisys was actually an MSME until finally uh, MVP came in and bought, uh, invested 45% of the company at 2 billion pesos. And But at that time, Multisys was already a big company. Uh, my company, which is Mercato Central, I'm sure many of you, uh, some of you are familiar with it. We are, we are an outdoor food market, but we're really a small food business incubator. Uh, you know, we, we work together uh, with Multisys to develop a, uh, how, how do we digitize? How do we turn this outdoor food market and what it does as a small food incubator? How do we bring that online? 
and we're actually working together to develop a, a Mercato app, which uses the service of its multi-store, where there is a delivery box, where there is a pay box, where there's a store box. And we're looking forward actually to working together with people like Prosperna to further to grow the ecosystem and, and grow the app at the same time. So that, that's really, I think, the benefit of just being part of that ecosystem and knowing people and connecting to people and being able to understand. You know, sometimes there's a solution that's out there. You don't have to worry about it because people already have that solution for you but they're actually looking for you because they need somebody to use that solution for them and for that solution uh, to make sense. Now, um, I know that we don't have much time left. This has been such a great discussion, but here's one more big point that people really ask when it comes to Tech Connect, and that's the issue of funding. Now, I hope you don't mind, Dennis, we're gonna go back to you again. You know, Prospera people, the big question people often have is that, okay, um, we, we're bootstrapping, and bootstrapping basically means that Dennis is pulling out of his own pocketbook or from his own ATM the money to finance the development <laughs> of the company. And of course, that, that's really the story of many entrepreneurs when they begin. And then from there, where do, you, where do you go from there? Do you get investments? I mean, people go seed round, people go series A. Do you, do you get a good angel investors? Tell us a bit more about your process, Dennis, and maybe, Kat, you can, you can, you can reflect as well on, on, on what's happening there. And Enrique, you can add your two cents. But tell us a bit more about your funding journey, if you don't mind, Dennis, because that's I think that's a big story for many of our smaller uh, tech entrepreneurs who are trying to, to get their business going. Yeah, sure. Happy to uh, do what we can to share some lessons there. So first, I, I love the word bootstrapping. I think, honestly, um, bootstrapping is the best thing for any startup or small business. Um, and you should probably go as far as you can until money stands in the way of you growing your business. And, uh, I would say that if you also bootstrap, uh, for longer, then you'll really be in a better position to, um, get the right partners. Right. And if you don't mind me saying, uh, under the right you know, reasonable and fair and mutual uh, terms for your your ecosystem of your business. So is it hard? It is harder to do uh, a bootstrap business, but in the end, I think it's better because um, also think about it. If you just look at it from an opposite standpoint, you know, um, money comes with lots of strings attached, right? And if you get money at the wrong time, then it takes you away from focusing on your customer. Um, and so anyway, just a couple of things there. Um, we went as, as far as we could, and we just felt like the, uh, we were going to miss out on opportunities or we could accelerate faster if we got the right investment partners. So um, Kat, I'm curious. I mean, you see you know, startups <laughs> every day. What's your opinion? I actually really agree with a lot of what you said, right? So the first thing is, I think the fundraising conversation is the sexy one. Like, that's what everyone wants to talk to me about. Like, hey, where do I get investors? Um, <laughs> how do I get a VC, right? Like, I want to do series X, Y, Z. And, you know, when the business is right, and if the business is good, that should be the focus of the entrepreneur because the money will come. Like, people will be competing for your rounds and, you know, throwing money at you. I mean, that's an exaggeration, right? But basically, you'll get term sheets left and right. But your focus as the entrepreneur is to build the business. And I think a lot of people forget that, you know, equity is the probably the most expensive form of capital you can give away. It, it doesn't seem like it, you know, it's not worth much to you maybe in the beginning. But if you really believe that this is a company that you can scale up and grow to a unicorn kind of status, right, then that 
that early equity that you gave away too early, that's going to cost you. And it's actually potentially going to harm your cap table, right? Like the, the overall profile of the investability of your business, I guess, is one way to think about it in the long term. So I absolutely agree with Dennis. Bootstrap as long as you can until it becomes a real impediment to your growth. Right? And what, what does that mean? It means that the only reason you're not growing right now is because of money, right? Or if I only added more fuel to this car that's already working and running, then it will run. Um, and that's probably the better test. Um, and not, not to say that there aren't serious kind of funding issues still and disparity. Like, you know, I, I can talk about, you know, for example, Startup Pinay, which I feel very strongly about, like there's still huge gaps with certain types of entrepreneurs, maybe unlike Dennis with the great Silicon Valley kind of background, right? Um, uh, and, and other kind of, you know, and there's still definitely a lot of like great ideas and businesses out there that could definitely need the fun- could definitely su- need the support and the funding, but, but so I don't want to discount that. But overall, I will say that funding should not be the, your biggest concern, especially when you're starting a business. It should be building the startup that you're you should focus on first as entrepreneur, and then you know the funding will come if you're solving a big enough problem and you're making you know the right taking the right steps so and. Bit- yeah, very last point, you know, the choice of investor is so important. Again, when, whenever you get an investor, that's, it's like worse than a marriage, right? You're, it's, they're really a true partner. They're part of your business. They co-own your business. So, you know, that that's a, and thinking about the value that an investor brings apart from money, um, you know, like the strategic, the, you know, the advice, the network, all of these things, like the fit, the vision fit of the investor with what you're trying to do as an entrepreneur. These are things that, you know, don't take it for granted. Take it very seriously. I think from all the deals I've seen, this these are just kind of stuff that I want to share. <laughs> great, great, yeah. great practical tips for the people listening to us here right now. Uh, Tony, Richie, uh, I wouldn't mind, maybe you can wear your, your, your legal mind and your... your what, what sort of legal and regulatory framework uh, and, and, you know, things that you've come across as well uh, in, in your own profession, both uh, when you were in your previous job and here at IBPAP, that you should, that startup should be aware of also when, when growing their business. Also from, you know, from there's a finance, there's a legal, there's different perspectives, but sometimes things get lost along the way. What, what, what do you want to keep in mind? Well, I guess my best advice would be consult uh, the experts no? and just concentrate on your business. So if you have a company, leave that to your uh, to your corporate lawyer. Hire someone, engage someone, so that uh, that part of your your business can be taken care of uh, quickly. And just concentrate again to what Dennis's point uh, earlier was: concentrate on serving your customer. I guess is the best advice. And at the same time, I just wanted to weigh in, um, add to what Kat said. IBPAP actually um, promotes. Uh, Non-members, no. Uh, mm-hmm. We feature non-members in a uh, an event called Beyond Boundaries. So this will probably tie in with how can we help uh, in in funding. Probably if we feature the right SME or the right startup, they they get to address the membership and the the idea is picked up by a member. Then they can probably collaborate with each other. So I guess for IBPAP, it's really just setting that environment of collaboration and cooperation among the the ecosystem. 
Well, thanks so much, Attorney Ricky. Uh, we're, we've come to the point where we, we, sorry, we've come to the point where we've got to wrap up this discussion. It's been very insightful, I guess, for all of us. Uh, and I'm sure there's, there's a lot more to share. And if you do, I'm sure you, I'm sure you can get on a conversation together with either Dennis or, or Kat or Tony Ricky. But having said all this one, and in your, I guess, roller coaster journey over the past year and a half because of this, of this pandemic, uh, Dennis, uh, if you were to distill some of the life and business lessons that you gained from all of this one into two or three, uh, you know, bullet points, what would they be? What would you like to share with your fellow uh, tech startups out there who, are, who want to be the next Prosperna? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, whether you're a tech startup or, you know, a non-tech, but MSME, uh, I, I think for us and what I think would help a lot of companies out there is to honestly, is just to, you know, keep things simple. I think right now, uh, and, and under even number under normal circumstances, people, you know, are always encouraged to dream big and et cetera. And that's great. But if you really want to be successful, you actually have to start small. And, and again, going back to focus on the customer, start small. Otherwise, you make your path uh, a, a bigger mountain to climb. And because there's always tomorrow, right? The second thing is be consistent, right? Uh, customers, you, you have to, for your customers, again, you have to be there day in, day out. You can't just try digital marketing and then disappear. Mm -hmm. You can't just try anything in life and then, oh, what happened? Ah, you're doing this or doing that, right? Um, I think any business owner would probably look back and say, you know, consistency in through the thick and thin is what customers will see because everybody at some point will need a friend, whether that's in the e-commerce business, you know, or fill in the blank of whatever your product and service is. So those two things to me, I think are just in itself um, really key ingredients. I know they, they work for us and, uh, you know, I wish nothing for the best for our country and our um, community of MSMEs. So, yeah. Thanks so much, Dennis. Keep it simple. I guess, I guess a very important thing is in this overly complex situation right now, keep it simple is the best advice to get yeah. their uh, get their startups off the ground. Uh, Tony, Ricky, would you like to add to that one as well? What are your what are your tips, I guess, for these emerging uh, companies and some even established companies who just might, uh, you know, are still not getting used to what's happening in this pandemic? Well, I guess uh, IBPAP is here uh, as a platform. No? They can always approach us. We can always find ways to help them. One thing I learned uh, jumping from the FMCG to the IT uh, business process outsourcing industry is that this is a very collaborative uh, ecosystem. No? Unlike uh, the infant formula business where everyone, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog business, <laughs> here everyone wants to help each other. And uh, I guess that's one of the reasons why I decided to join this industry is because it's such a, uh, it's a welcome, because look at it this way, you know, look at it from the macro point of view. We are, we are competing against other nations, the likes of Colombia, the likes of Malaysia, and of course, India is our biggest competitor. Uh, and it sort of brings some sort of Filipino pride, you no? Know? Coming from the Olympic queen of Heidelin, uh, you want to be the best, right? <laughs> and this is some a place where you can be the best. So definitely, we if you have an idea, we would like to hear from you. Approach us, send me an email, 
and we'll hook you up with whatever support you need. Thanks All so for Filipino of the Thanks Filipino so pride. Thanks so much, Attorney Ricky, our Olympian there at the IB Pop. Maraming salamat. And of course, finally, uh, Kat, let's leave the best for last. Our only Rosamond Thorns over here. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you think? What are your tips? If, if, like I said, you know, I've had you on my show. We've talked about how you know you've seen what has been successful and not success, successful for many of these uh, startups and, and tech companies. But what's your own advice for them as well? People who, who are on the journey. Yeah, so I think this is a bit similar to the advice I shared. And I mean, just to echo some of the points already shared by my colleagues. The first thing is, you know, just start. You have to try things and you have to start doing them. Like, you know, and the sooner you do that and not think about it, you know, not just keep thinking about it instead of doing something about it, I think the better off you'll be. You know, there's, I've heard this kind of advice where it's something like, be like a cockroach, like survive long enough. And if you keep doing something long enough, you know, like, you're gonna hit it, right? But the only way that you'll ever get there is to actually just start and give it a try. So it's probably my first tip to anyone at any point in this whole, in your journey, right? Like just keep trying, keep going at it. Um, second is, you know, to um, attorney Ricky's point, you know, the whole, and also a big part of our thesis, right? The bayanihan kind of collaboration thing. It, it's not just, um, it's not just a word that I like to say because I, we, I truly believe that that's a strength of the Philippine ecosystem is our, our relationships, our networks, our, you know, the force in being able to work together and build something bigger and better because of it. And I think that translates both to, I guess, tech infrastructure, if you can think of Prosperna as that, you know, like it's a, it's a tool that will help you or so, you know, don't be afraid to kind of use and reach out to and um, take advantage of all of these um, tools and services that can support what you're trying to do so you can focus on UBU, right? Um, but apart from that, there's also the people side of it, the organizations, the soft infra, right? So organizations like IBPAP, like Kubo, you know, even like Multisys that are there. So, you know, if you're starting out, you know, don't kind of just go at it alone and again, be the the, the guy in the hoodie, you know, <laughs> embrace the Bayanihan spirit um, and work with others and you'll go so much farther um, working together than trying to go at it alone. So I, lo I love that. Embrace the Bayanihan spirit and the Epis mentality, the cockroach mentality. <laughs> really, really great tips I'm picking up from all of you again. Thank you so much to all of you for joining us here on Tech Connect. Of course, maraming salamat alit to IBPAP Executive Director, Tony Ricky Salvador. Thank you so much to uh, Cubo Executive Director, Kat Chen, and of course, the CEO and founder of Prospera, Dennis Velasco. And he couldn't be here, but he's here with us in spirit, Mr. David Almirol of Multisys Development Corporation. Again, thanks so much. This has been RJ Ledesma for Tech Connect. See you in our next podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>